Welcome, Huda Thunkers. This episode, I wanted to talk about a concept that I've been thinking about um, quite sporadically ever since I watched a documentary a couple years ago. Virtually everyone listening listening to this podcast has played a game against a computer at least once in their lifetime, whether it be a simple game of checkers or a high-definition $60 video game you've been trying to beat for weeks. Humans play computers all the time, and we've been doing it We've been doing it for decades. At first, we humans marveled at our ability to defeat our own creation on whatever game we chose. You know, anyway, we were good at computers. They were these very simplistic thinking things. But we kept improving our computers, and that uh, made our made playing against them more challenging and entertaining. And that trend just continued until a pivotal moment occurred back in 2017. Now, allow me to shift your attention to a game you may never have heard of. It's called Go, simply spelled G-O. The game Go is a is much older creation of mankind than computers, so old that its origins are unknown, but it's believed to be over 2,500 years old, with the earliest written account dating back to 548 BCE in China. It is an elegant game. They say the rules are so simple that it could probably be taught to intelligent alien life. Um, That's how easy it is to grasp it. But that doesn't mean that it's easy to play. Uh, Go is the most complex game devised by mankind. It has 10 to the power of 80 possible outcomes. For a reference for uh, some games that familiar to some of my Western listeners, Checkers has 10 to the power of 20 possible outcomes, and the game of chess has only 10 to the power of 40 outcomes, possible outcomes, or like I said, Go has 10 to the power of 80. So it's a very complex game. In multiple Asian countries, Go officials test young children's aptitude at the game. If a child shows enough promise, they are taken to special institutes where the children study and play Go as a full-time career. Professional Go players may become state-sponsored and can be uh, paid handsomely for their prowess. This game has had entire cultures dedicate countless lives to becoming better at playing it for hundreds of years. After thousands of years, millions of players, and possibly the most effort spent to perfect any kind of gameplay by humankind, in May of 2017, an AI called AlphaGo was pitted against the world champion Go player. The 19-year-old Kai Zhe uh, from Go's birthplace in China was defeated three games in a row by an artificial intelligence that was created by Google. So thousands of years of human knowledge was accumulated by a computer in a matter of days. Then it used that knowledge and executed it flawlessly to beat the best human Go player in history. Thousands of, thousands of years of accumulated knowledge just destroyed by a robot. And I felt bad for the guy watching the video. Google's DeepMind project created AlphaGo to learn. They taught the AI the rules to the game and then made it play against itself millions of times in simulations all at once. After a few short days of learning how to play Go from scratch, no institutes, you know, no ancient techniques, this this AI just played against itself. So therefore it learned from scratch. AlphaGo had become the greatest player of the game in just days. The Chinese government was so infuriated by the fact that their champion was being defeated by a product from an American company that they banned the live stream after the first game was lost. But China wasn't the only culture to be shocked by the outcome. To many in the Go community, this was a devastating blow. The game itself has lost many players. The collective human motivation to keep playing Go took a hit. 
In the years since Kaija's loss in 2017, there has been a drop in the number of people willing to practice the game. If a computer program can beat arguably the greatest player of all time after just a few days of existing, then what's the point? Why waste any more resources on a battle that humankind will surely lose? You know, AlphaGo took days to learn that, but what if they let it go for months? What if they let it play itself for years? As humans, we'll never be able to catch up. But playing a game isn't always just about winning or losing. As I said earlier, although AlphaGo was the most interesting event in game AI history, it definitely was not the first time humans ever used computers to play games. A man who calls himself Tom Seven uh, created a much less sophisticated AI uh, than AlphaGo for a research paper he was writing. He seems like a, you know, just like a fun little dorky d student guy like me. Tom Seven's AI, he named Sid Bov Sig Bovic. 2013, and it was designed to play just Nintendo Entertainment System uh, or the NES. A lot of us are familiar with that. Uh, games like Super Mario. So it's just an AI to play some simple video games. With all the games the NES had, there were a lot of different scenarios that the Sig Bovic 2013 ran through. You can watch his videos on YouTube and watch this algorithm work its way through different games, through trial and error, trying every single option it can, and it's kind of intriguing to watch. But the most notable scenario for me was when Sigbovic 2013 was tasked with playing Tetris. Finally, Tetris. So this game does not work well at all, and that's not surprising. Uh, playing Tetris well requires some thinking ahead, and this algorithm does not think very far ahead. Then Sigbovic 2013 tested out the pause feature in the middle of the game just like it was trying out any other kind of button or move in the game. There it was, pausing the game for no reason. Sigbovic 2013 realizes it cannot win. It is a learning AI, but it isn't as advanced as what Google's deep thought project can create. Sigbovic 2013 cannot win this game of Tetris, so what does it do? And let's force fast forward a bit to see how this all ends. It's not good. So now it's almost done and pauses the game because as soon as he unpauses he will lose and really the only winning move is not to play thank you sig bovic 2013 decided that instead of losing it would just pause the game indefinitely it gave up it quit instead of going on some saw this as a comical some saw this as comical um, the poor little ai just decided to give up but i saw it as tragic morbid even and while human beings have done their fair share of giving up, we also have something called hope. Yep, I know it sounds a bit hokey, but we do. We hope for things. When AI is given a task like Tetris or Go and is then told win equals good and lose equals bad, it will show great intelligence in accomplishing a win. But when the odds are stacked against it uh, so that the AI cannot win, that AI simply pauses the game, refusing to play. And it just gives up. That is the difference between human intelligence and artificial intelligence. Some players of Go may have given up their dream of being the next best player of the most complex board game, uh, Go. But there are many other players who continue to perfect to their play style, uh, regardless of AlphaGo's shocking accomplishments. And why? Why would they keep going if there's no hope for them to ever beat a computer? Well, we have hope. That's why. Humans will keep trying, even in the face of unsurmountable adversity. Humans may find an unforeseen opportunity in the face of the impossible to overcome 
an impossible obstacle, where an AI will simply just give up. Kaijiz made a statement after he lost his match with AlphaGo. Quote, With AlphaGo, I think my understanding of not only the game of Go, but life has changed. His words are left up into interpretation, but I like to think it means he isn't giving up. I hope you enjoyed my nerdy little pep talk here uh, with all the robots and the humans, but I've included the accompanying blog post in the description of this podcast if you prefer to read this, and I've also included my sources there. Thanks for listening, Huda Thunkers, and I hope you enjoyed. Till next week. Thank you.